Don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. In ghost lore, a poltergeist is a type of ghost or spirit that is responsible for physical disturbances, such as loud noises and objects being moved or destroyed. Most claims of poltergeist show them as being capable of pinching, biting, and hitting, and sometimes even tripping people. They are also capable of movement or levitation of objects such as furniture or cutlery, or noises such as knocking on doors. Foul smells are also associated with poltergeist occurrences, as well as spontaneous fires and different electrical issues such as flickering lights. In this episode, we will learn about an entity such as this in Texas, known only as the Prairie Poltergeist. The small town of Cisco is a center for oil and gas production, diversified agriculture and manufacturing. But in the last century, it was a tiny settlement on the vast frontier of north-central Texas. In 1877, a farmer named B.G. Woodson moved his family by covered wagon to a quarter section of land that he purchased six miles south of Cisco along the Leon River. Corn and cotton grew successfully in this fertile soil with wild pecans growing along the riverbanks. These products could be harvested and sold in town. In time, the pecans became the family's chief cash crop. The original house on the property was poorly built and much too small for a large family. Woodson and his sons replaced it with a large log cabin of three rooms, a main room and the kitchen downstairs with fireplace and chimney and a sleeping room upstairs for the four sons who were still living at home. The 17-year-old daughter presumably shared the main room with her parents. The cabin also had a covered front porch and wooden floors within rather than the usual dirt floors. It was considered a splendid home in the small German settlement, and the Woodson family was well regarded. They were hard-working, devout people who shunned the use of tobacco and read the family Bible regularly. In fact, the good book was their most prized possession. But Miss Woodson felt uncomfortable in the house and didn't exactly know why. She said nothing. Then on a windy night in March 1881, there came a knock on the porch wall. She assumed that a neighbor had come to call, but when he opened the door, there was no one around. Figuring that a harness hanging on the porch wall must have banged in the wind, he took it down. The next night, the knocking occurred again, and the next night, and the one after. Even stranger, they were always preceded by three mewings of a cat. Woodson ruthlessly destroyed the family's six cats, but the mewings continued. Oddly, the family's outdoor dogs never barked or whined or acted upset in any way. The rappings usually ended at midnight, with a sound similar to that of a large bird flapping its wings.
The Woodson boys, aged 10, 12, 13, and 28, told their parents that when the knocking started each night, an animal of some kind ran up to the stairway to their room, hid behind a trunk, and ground its teeth. Their father suspected that they were telling tall tales, but they insisted that it was the truth. Once they claimed to have seen beady eyes peering out from behind the trunk, but not one of the boys would leave his straw mattress to investigate. Sometime later, Miss Woodson discovered a man's shirt lying on the stairway. A glove had been placed on either side of the shirt and a hat in the center. If there was a meaning in the arrangement, it was lost on the Woodsons. The items belonged to Miss Woodson's eldest son, Sylvester, who had stored them in a trunk before he left for a neighbor's ranch to work for several weeks. She put them back in the trunk. Stories soon spread about Woodson's spook house. Before long, visitors were coming from hundreds of miles away to find out for themselves what was going on. Although no one could offer an explanation, one person suggested that the phenomenon might have something to do with buried treasure. Tales of lost wagon loads of gold from Spanish days were common in the neighborhood. Supposedly, a farmer living north of Woodson had lost a buried treasure trove to three strangers. He'd given them permission to dig on his land, provided that he received a share of the loot. Later, the trusting farmer discovered a deep, rectangular hole in the river bottom of his acreage. He was certain that the strangers had dug up a chest filled with gold, but of course, he couldn't prove a thing. He never found the man. Soon, however, theories of buried treasure were abandoned. A new phenomenon descended, literally, upon the Woodson household. Rocks of all shapes and sizes fell down a ladder from the upstairs room of the cabin, two or three falling every minute and continuing for several hours. They would stop and start up again. Poor Miss Woodson, alone in the house, trembled with fright as the rocks landed close to the doorway of the kitchen where she worked. Sometimes, when the rain of rocks began, she hurried to a neighbor's house for a cup of tea and comforting words. At night, the family gathered up the stones, each one bore a letter, but no matter how they were arranged, no message was ever spelled out. At first, Woodson suspected pranks on the part of his three youngest sons. One day, on a hunch, he climbed a ladder to the roof and found several stones lying there. He threw them off. Obviously, the boys had been throwing stones over the house. But who had thrown stones down an inside stairway and for what purpose? Woodson knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that his boys would never do such a thing. Not one of them would wish to risk injury to his mother. Besides, the boys were seldom in the house when the rocks fell. Sometimes rocks fell outdoors when the family was in the barn milking. They would hear them crashing through the trees, breaking the branches and tearing the leaves. Inside the house, the hail of rocks was soon replaced by a bombardment of butcher knives, dishes, silverware, and miscellaneous kitchen equipment, all hurling down the stairs. All the objects belonged to the family. The front door was secured by a wooden pin inserted at an angle in the hole board in the door jamb. One evening, after the family had just cleaned up a pile of shattered kitchenware, the door flew open. The pin was found on the floor. 
Woodson replaced the pen, then ordered his wife and children to join hands with him in a circle in the center of the room. The pen was again somehow removed from the door, not once or twice, but five times. No matter how watchful the Woodsons were, they never saw the pen flying through the air. They saw it only after it had landed. And then there was the problem of the disappearance of eggs from beneath a sitting hen. On a frigid night with the hint of snow in the air, Woodson feared that the hen might not survive in the drafty coop, so he brought her in to nest indoors. The hen clucked and then settled herself into a corner of the main room. Suddenly, the family felt and saw the yolks and the whites of the eggs trickling down upon from the cracks in the ceiling. No one was upstairs, and for whatever reason, the hen was not disturbed by her now empty nest. Woodson swore the family to secrecy. This incident, more than others, was too improbable to discuss, even amongst themselves. But as improbable as the incident seems, another even stranger one came shortly after the hen was removed from the house. Miss Woodson suffered from occasional bouts of indigestion. Neighbors suggested that she chew on a little tobacco when she felt an attack coming on. One night in discomfort, the woman sat by the fireplace wishing for tobacco and regretting that none of her men used it. In the next instant, a plug of tobacco dropped into her lap. She chewed it, she went back to bed, and she slept soundly. And she never told her husband. Soon the most startling manifestation of all occurred. Late one night, Columbus Woodson, the older middle brother, and Charlie Rucks, a family friend who had built the family stone fireplace, sat talking by the fire. They spoke in hushed tones so as not to disturb the other members of the sleeping family. Then, as if from nowhere, a dusky child appeared before them. He spoke not a word, and he vanished as quickly as he had come. Columbus would have chalked it up of a dream had it not been for Rux also seeing the apparition. Folklore say that in earlier centuries, the devil was commonly known as the Dark Man, and death befell those who saw him. It seems far-fetched to suggest that this child was actually sent by the devil, but Columbus did die the following winter. No one suggested that the appearance of the child was a death warning. Exactly four weeks and one day after the first knocking had aroused the family, a single rock was thrown through the stairway just before breakfast. That was the end of the inexplicable sights and sounds. Surely the Woodsons were relieved, but did they also feel a sense of loss? They had been the center of attention in Cisco and had been visited by strangers from near and far. The following months and years saw the family settle into the quiet routine of life on the prairie of North Central Texas. They were never again visited by their mysterious poltergeist. Succeeding generations of the family kept the story to themselves for fear of being ridiculed. As the years passed, the Woodson cabin, ravaged by time and the elements, vanished from the earth. For years, the chimney was left as the only remnant, but it too eventually collapsed.
No. 